Hey guys, welcome back to On the Couch with Ask Nanny Q. So on this episode, we are talking about co-parenting. So um, in 2022, I actually did some mediation work with some parents. Like people would email me and be like, hey, I'm really trying to get this co-parenting thing down, but I am noticing that mom or dad just can't get on the same page. So they would ask me if I could mediate do the mediation for it so at first I was like uh me yeah we could do a parent talk so that's what I did and what I found out is that a lot of parents are trying to co-parent with people they don't know they're trying to make decisions for a child with a person they don't know at all a lot of the parents had only been dating six seven months um under a year I think one guy him and his girlfriend had been together three months and she got pregnant so the pregnancy was hard because neither one of them knew each other now they're trying to co-parent because the relationship didn't go the way that they thought it was going to go and with them trying to co-parent and now they're seeing all of these problems they're seeing that this person isn't who they thought they were. The grass ain't as green as it looked, in other words. And it's hard to co-parent with somebody you don't know. This is why it's very important to protect your temple, men and women. Stop just out here being millinelli, just giving it to everybody. I mean, some of y'all community, not just giving it up. Having a child and co-parenting, can only happen when both people are on the same page. And the only way to get both people on the same page is for everybody to say their truths. You have to get everything out. Healing and therapy is very big in co-parenting. Because if you guys are still trying to do the uchi on the side, it's not going to work because emotions are still there. And it's always going to be like a fish and hook kind of thing. You give just enough to keep that person at bay and that's not right. So the co-parenting is always hard. But the parents who are cut ties, everything is everything. Co-parenting works so good and the kids are so happy because those people decided to take accountability for their wrongs in that relationship and see the bigger picture is that child. They also see that making sure that that child has everything that they need is more important than how they feel. It took a long time for me to actually get parents to see that. In order for us to co-parent, we have to put everything on the table and when I say everything on the table y'all we putting and I know that you was with so-and-so 2016 before we got together and she told everything that we've been holding in I give each person 15 minutes to get it off their chest each say everything because after that we're not talking about that situation or any of this stuff again on any calls after we talk about that 
we're getting to the point of the cause and that's to make sure that we have a healthy co-parenting relationship for the child. We're not talking about you and Pookie and y'all going to the football game and you feel that's what you, that's what she used your child support for or we ain't talking about his girlfriend who braid the baby hair and you don't like the oil she used because it's cheap oil and known fact it, it's helping the baby, but you don't see that because you mad. Get out of our feelings. You can't tell a person what to do at their house. They can't tell you what to do at your house. And I know a lot of people be like, no, because that's my child. And I got a right to say what goes around my child. No, sweetheart. That child is you and that other person. You didn't have a child by yourself. So you have to learn to collab with someone. And it's hard to collab and co-parent with people you really don't know. So you have to get to know this person as a person and not a parent. And it takes a lot. Um, Normally, by the time I talk to a lot of my parents with co-parenting, some of them have already went through therapy. And even if we get on a call and I've feel that some therapy needs to be done, I'll tell you, hey, do at least three therapy sessions sessions, and call me again because we would never get anywhere and I'm not going to waste your time and your money when I know that the only way that this is going to work is with therapy. I'm not going to tell you every week, yeah, we can have this call so we can get a schedule together when I know that you're hurting. That's not fair to you. And because I'm not a licensed therapist, I can't tell you what you really need. I'm going to send you to someone that is licensed, not somebody just social media licensed. No, I'm going to send you to someone that can actually help you so we can heal and we can actually get this co-parenting done. But it's hard to co-parent with people you don't know. And it's hard to co-parent when you have never seen a healthy parenting relationship. I have a lot of parents who've never seen a healthy parenting relationship, so they don't know how to co-parent. They don't know how to agree on something that doesn't benefit them. And it's hard. Being a parent means you're not selfish. And it takes a lot to get out of that selfishness. Like a lot of my um, breastfeeding clients, they get very mad at me when I say, do not co-sleep just so you can breastfeed. Oh, I'd be so tired. And I tell them, so you're risk, you will risk your child's life of you rolling over on them just so you do not have to get up and feed them properly because you don't know how to prioritize and ask for help during the day so you can feed at night. You rather let that child sleep in the bed with you, risk them getting rolled over on because you're tired. And then they kind of stop and think, well, no, I wasn't saying it like that. And I say, get out your feelings. Think about it. Get out your feelings. Being a parent means that you have to take the extra steps to make sure that your child is safe at all times. So if you know that you have to get up four or five times during the night to breastfeed this child, you need to make sure that you are balancing your daytime life, meaning you're asking for help. You're not trying to do it all by yourself because you're not superwoman and it's okay to get help. 
And a lot of the parents be like, oh, I don't have help, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's prioritize so we can hire help. And I always tell them, make sure that you are taking accountability for this situation of you being tired, of you not helping help, having help because you procreated, co-created with somebody you did not know. And once we started talking, especially my breastfeeding clients, some of them be like, I've never had it said to me like that. I, I see what you're saying. Now, when I'm doing my parenting classes, and I talk to my moms because I try to make sure that I'm very honest. I want everybody to take accountability for what part they played in this whole situation. That's getting the child here, taking care of the kid, all of it. Even when I'm talking to my fathers, and a lot of times I tell my fathers, um, let's get a journal so we can write down how we feel. Because some of my men, they're trying to express themselves, but it's new to them. So they don't know how yet. So um, I actually have journals. That's why I made them because I wanted men to understand that they're just as special. So I made an affirmation journal for fathers. And normally I make my fathers buy it and I make them journal our whole session because I want them to get used to communicating and I want them to understand that their opinion and their thoughts are just as, as important as mom's. And a lot of times it's like, man, I ain't going to say that. But like our third call, they'd be like, okay. Well, this is how I feel. And it, it's so amazing when men actually express themselves because a lot of times they've always been told, man up, you don't cry. So when they break down that generation curse and they are able to express how they feel and stuff, it is amazing. I'll say that. Now, when we're doing our co-parenting classes, normally I do about five or six calls. Um that's like six-week sessions. And during that time, I'm trying to make sure to get both parents on the same page. A few things that I do when I'm talking to my parents, because I did a lot of parenting coaching with my nanny clients because it, the relationships were in. And the nanny is the person who helps with the co-parenting. I'm the one who takes the baby to daddy. I'm the one who picks the baby up from daddy and take him to mama. I'm the one who hears both sides of the story. So I kind of learned and got experience with my clients on how to do parenting, co-parenting classes and stuff because of the skills that I have for my clients. So it was like a win-win for me. <laughs> Um, one thing, well, not one, a lot of the things that I've learned over the years, a lot of my, a lot of my parents don't know how to communicate. A lot of my moms, and I'm just going off of the 45 families I helped in 2022, the moms didn't know how to lose control. They wanted control even when the baby was at dad's house. And I had to help them release their control to actually trust someone with their child, even though the trust that they gave their person in their relationship ended fast. But I also helped them take accountability for allowing that person to come in so fast and mess up what they had built 
And I also talk to them about listening to those red flags that you feel. Listening, I said that, listening to those red flags. Because when I say listening to those red flags, you hear something say, mm-mm, mm-mm, And you be like, I like him. I think I can change him. Me and him will do good together because he's giving you off this, the grass is greener. But that voice on the inside is telling you, mm-mm, I'm telling you no. Something I tell my parents, before you go into every relationship, ask yourself, is this lust or is this love? Is this person coming because the lust that I'm giving off or is this person coming to me because of the love that I'm giving off? And a lot of my clients be like, I ain't never think of it like that. Um, My newer clients that I've had this year, a lot of them just wanted to have somebody to talk to to get their side of the story out um and it helped but a few of my pointers that I do for a lot of my clients and I have a YouTube video that I talk about co-parenting but I keep everything hospital visitation hours 8 a.m 8 p.m if you're helping with daytime at 8 a.m you shouldn't be the earliest you should be at the house at 7 30 and that's to help the kids get the rest of their stuff so they can go ahead and leave. Now I do have health clients who the father comes in, cooks breakfast and does that in the morning, cleans up, take the kids to school. Perfect. Then I have fathers who do the nighttime that is coming over, cooking dinner, um, making sure to read the books, bathe the kids and put them in bed. Either or, when you're doing this, make sure you have an agreement. You guys have sat down and said, these are the days we do not do pop-ups. The relationship is over. We're not popping up. We're not calling after this hour. Let's set some ground rules. And a lot of my parents are like, I, you know, I didn't think of it like that. You're setting boundaries. The relationship is over with. So now we have boundaries we need to set. And within those boundaries... I can't tell you what to do at your house. You can't tell me what to do in my house. And that's where the problem lies. Well, I'm paying bills. Stop paying the bills then. Well, I'm sending my child. That's y'all child. It's not just yours. And I even had a lady tell me I was a pick me. And y'all, I didn't even know what a pick me was. She was like, you just a pick me. You saying whatever to be on the man's side. And I was like... What's a pick me? I ain't never heard of that in my life. <laughs> I feel so old. <laughs> I was like, what's a pick me? But I explained to her, sweetheart, I've been married for seven years. Me and my husband been together like 13 years. I just go by facts. I don't just side for a person because they're a woman. And, oh, she a black woman. I'm going to side with her. No, I need to know the facts. What happened? And then I'll allow how that feels to go over me before I even make a decision. I'm one of those people. I need to know everything before I say yay or nay. But that's why I start my conversation separate from each parent so I can find out what's going on and then I combine them together. Um, a lot of times the hurt is very strong and the only way you can work through that hurt is to talk about it 
and I talk about it separately. I don't put them on the phone together because I'm not a licensed counselor. So I talk about it separately. And when we're talking about kid activities and stuff, I make sure that my parents have a shared calendar. So it can't be all he always missed stuff or, you know, he'll say, well, she'll never invite me. We're going to kill two birds with one stone. We're going to do a shared calendar. That way, nobody can ever say that they didn't know. And it's easy for my iPhone users. All you have to do is make sure, even if you go to Google Calendar, you can share a calendar with someone. And you guys can put activities on their calendar for the child. Each parent can. It doesn't have to just be one. So if dad decides, hey, I want to get them Thursday instead of Friday because I want to do X, Y, Z, it's on the calendar. Now, what we don't do is 24-hour activity. What that means is you decided the day before or the day of that you wanted to do an activity with a child and you haven't gotten approval from that parent. We're setting boundaries. So we're making sure that the other parent knows, hey, this Thursday, I would like to do X, Y, Z. I know you have the kids. Are you guys free to do this? Ask questions. Just don't assume because that other parent has a child that they're going to just be sitting at home doing nothing. You don't know what kind of schedule that is. And another thing, get a schedule. Hey, This is what time the kids get up. And I make my parents share notes. Yep, we share notes. This is what they like. This is what they don't like. Because one parent is with that child more than the other one. And then kids are sneaky. Kids will be like, oh, I don't eat that. My mama don't make me eat that. And get to the daddy house. I mean, they at the daddy house saying, my mama don't make me eat that. And when you talk to the mama, she be like, what they always eat that so to make sure that my parents are on the same page i make them share notes so you can say that oh she don't do that or eat that yes you do i already talked to your mama she said you do and a lot of times the kids would try to get over on them so that's why i came up with that um what else did i do business casual tone At all times, parents should have a business casual tone when they're talking to each other in front of the kids, which means y'all ain't doing no hooping and hollering in front of these babies. Y'all are always business casual tone. You can say whatever you want to say, but keep it at this level. Those kids should never see you guys argue. Never. Your opinion on whatever is your opinion, it has nothing to do with that person as a father you're mad at that person, not that person as a father. And a lot of people don't know how to make a difference in that. They try to put everybody as a whole. No, this person as a, this person, Larry as Larry is an asshole and I can't stand him. But Larry as a father, he's an amazing father. Larry as a community service worker, he's amazing. But as a person, like every day, he's an asshole. But he's good in other areas. And it took me a long time to get that and to help my my families understand that you're mad at that person as a person, not as a parent. Because as a person, they they hurt you. Y'all just getting this parent thing together. So we have to get our feelings out of it and find out what can we do to be on the same page to benefit this child. That's why we're not doing any yelling and screaming.
anything you need to say that is not in a business tone, you should send a voice note and not a rounded child. Walk down the street, walk off. But if you have to do it in front of the child, let's not. We don't want them to see that or hear that. Um, I asked my families if it's possible, if they could do one family event a month. And with co-parenting, sometimes it's good. Sometimes the other party's spouse or partner doesn't understand that and it becomes a problem. And my rule of thumb is if you guys feel that your spouse, I mean, not your spouse, if you feel that the person you're dating is going to be your spouse, include them in everything. And when I say in everything, everything you guys do, include them so that person doesn't feel left out. Now, if you just started dating this person two weeks ago and you're trying to make this other person mad, don't bring them around. That's just a waste of energy. Grow up. This my boyfriend. We've been together two weeks and I think he the one. Don't do that. Let's grow up. Stop trying to make the other person mad. No. We're building healthy relationships and we're doing healthy activities together as a family. Because at one moment, both of y'all were slobbing each other down and all in positions of God knows what. So don't act like you just can't stand the ground that they walk on. You're mad at them, the person, not the parent. Two different things. So you have to learn to get out of your feelings. And try to make something work to benefit somebody else, to benefit that child. You're not, it is a selfish moment. And a lot of times you have to put your ego and your pride to the side to do it. Your ego is edging out God and God should be in everything you do. And I know your feelings are hurt because the relationship is over, but don't, Allow that to cloud your judgment when it comes to the things that your child needs from that other parent. Co-parenting can really work and it is worth it. I have seen my babies be so happy when they can do activities with mom and dad and their step-parents. It makes a difference. I have a family on Facebook now. Every other year, everybody spends Christmas together. That's the new husband, the new wife, everybody under the same roof. They even do Christmas pictures. I think it's so cute. And I love the relationship because everybody says the same thing. It's bigger than us. It's about these kids. So once you learn that, that it's bigger than you and it's about those kids, you watch how you talk in front of those kids, you understand more and you do more to make sure that your child is happy. So that smart remark that you really want to say, you don't say, you let it slide because it only makes you happy for a few minutes, but your child is waiting for you to say something you don't and they like, oh, thank you, mama. They can feel everything that you guys are going through. That's why a lot of times kids act out when parents aren't together anymore, especially if they're used to their parents being together. This is why it's important that we talk to our kids and let them know what's going on. Mom and dad are separating. Don't think because they two, three or three and four, they don't understand. They understand. 
Mom and dad are separating doesn't mean that we don't love you any less. We just want to make sure that you understand what healthy love is. And we were not displaying it with each other. And that is okay. We're going to come together for you to benefit you. So you understand what healthy love is and that it is okay to move on when things don't work out. You can have healthy relationships with people, even though you guys are not together, especially when there is a child involved. After a few sessions, a lot of my parents see what I'm trying to do. And that's really just make sure that my babies are happy, happy. I want to make sure that these kids understand that it's okay if mom and dad are not together. Just look at it this way. You get two Christmases (laughs) if y'all celebrate Christmas. And a lot of my parents understand it. And that's why I helped 45 parents this year. And I'm very proud of myself. I'm proud of all the men that reached out to me to get their parenting classes done. Because that's who I was getting a lot of my calls from. Men who really wanted relationships with their kids. But the mom was keeping the kids at bay because dad wouldn't do what they wanted them to do. So they wanted to get a mediator and I'm just on the phone talking to them. But a lot of times a stranger being on the call helps a lot. And I learned that even in marriage, when we were going through counseling, I might see things one way. My husband might see things another way, but a stranger can actually see it and be like, you might be saying it like this, but this, you know, Think of it like this. And then it's like, oh, okay, I get it. This is why it's important to get therapy. Find somebody licensed that you can talk to to help you with whatever depression or whatever is going on. You are not your parents. It is okay to do things different. You can break those generational curses. You don't have to do everything like everybody else in your family. Do a different way. Do new traditions. Do be you and set your own memories with your kids. Co-parenting can really work. You have to work at it and be accountable for who you are and what you did. And that's it. Thank you guys for listening to X90Q.